It's win and get in for the Chargers on Monday night football against the Colts. And if their offense can find some consistency, they'll avoid the upset. You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons. But this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen on this game day, Monday night football. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free wherever you get your podcast from. You're definitely going to want to make sure you're subscribed because... We will also be back later tonight with our post-game show live after the Chargers hopefully can clinch a playoff spot tonight against the Indianapolis Colts, against the team, David. They absolutely should beat, and I think the offense needs to find their consistency in this game, right? The third quarter, obviously terrible, but just an overall lack of consistency going up against a team that's given up 46.5 points per game over their last two games. They need to get it together for this one. Hopefully they can even find a running game, right? That would be a great thing to see. Defensively, I think it's pretty simple, right? Make things tough for Nick Foles. Make them earn it. Don't get bullied, right, and let them just do the exact game plan they want, run the football on you four or five yards of carry. And the Chargers have been better at that. I think the Chargers have a good chance defensively to hopefully keep things going. We'll see if they can do their third defensive really stellar performance in a row. Before we get into our bold and game predictions where I think I have a minor miracle happening in my offensive bold prediction this week, so you're going to want to stick around for that. But David, as always, it starts with the offense on this team and the lofty expectations that we have and should have for it with Justin Herbert at quarterback because the injury report's pretty clean for the Chargers offense this week, David. It's very, very nice to see that. But once again, all the weapons are back, the big ones, right? Donald Parham's even back in the mix. Mike and Keenan both back in the mix. You have all your guys, your offensive line probably had its healthiest week in a while this week, right? Extra day to rest to all great news for the Chargers. But the Chargers offense still can't find consistency. They need to find it in this game, David, because you talked about it on the crossover, right? Taking care of business. The way you let teams stick around is by going in offensive scoring droughts, right? Not scoring but in the second or third quarters like they did last week against the Titans. That has to get ironed out this week if the Chargers want to not give us a scare, right, and take care of business and win a game they absolutely should. Absolutely, and that part of that is scoring points, Daniel. They got to do it. They they punted seven times against the Titans. They were four of thirteen on third down. Twelve drives, you scored on three of them. That's just unacceptable. You cannot do that and expect to win football games in the NFL consistently. Although we know this is a battle-tested, battle-hardened Chargers team, they have went through a lot of adversity, Daniel. But if they want to do that, if they want to sustain that success. They have to protect Justin Herbert much better than they have lately. The last five games, 21 sacks. It's just horrible. I mean, Justin, even Justin Herbert and all his heroics and his ability to escape the pocket and his ability to feel pressure and in really extend plays, you got to give him more time so he can really throw the ball down the football field. Yeah, of course, with this Colts defense it's a little confusing because they've been bad I told you how many points they've given up over the last two games 93 points 
against the Vikings and the Cowboys and a lot of that in the second half as the Vikings pulled out the biggest comeback in NFL history last week against this defense, right? And they're not getting a lot of guys back that they didn't have last week either. It's not like the reinforcements are coming for this defense. But I do think that the defense is better than probably we think it is or you would think at least on a surface level when you look at their stats because I think one thing that really hurt them was having the most turnover-prone quarterback in the entire league, right? And how many times this defense has been put up in really bad positions when their quarterback's turning it over two to three times every single game. And now they have Nick Foles, right? So that won't necessarily be the case this week unless the Chargers really force the issue. But you're right. I mean, Justin Herbert has 1,015 passing yards over the last three games. The Chargers have averaged 20 points per game (laughs) over those three games. It's not enough. The most they've scored in the last three games is 23 points against the Dolphins, right? Two out of six in the red zone. In a game that they dominated. In a game game they they totally dominated. Last week, you don't score in the second or third quarters. You need to iron it out. We all know how bad it is in the third quarter, right? Six combined third quarter points over the last eight games for the Chargers. Six points they've scored in the third quarter in the last eight games. It's, It's insane. But I think the other big thing here, David, as far as taking care of business is just avoiding those big mistakes, right? Yeah. If you look at how the Vikings got down so big to begin with in that last game, a pick six, right? Fumble inside the Colts 35-yard line that took points off the board. One blocked punt for a touchdown. Back-to-back turnover on downs in the first half. Like, that's how you end up, you know, letting a team like the Colts stick around. So that is going to be a major key in this one as well. You turn the ball over that many times, I don't care who you're playing. You, you are going to end up on the wrong side of the scoreboard nine times out of ten. And so you absolutely can't do that. You can't give a team that doesn't have a lot to play for more opportunities to score points and you know to be able to build a lead because then they're going to do what they want to do, which is run the football on you and really grind you out and keep Justin Herbert and that high-powered Chargers offense on the sideline. So you absolutely cannot do that. Another thing that they got to do in this game is attack the soft spots and the cover three. We know the cover three very, very well because old friend alert, the defensive coordinator of the Colts is Gus Bradley. Obviously the chargers had Gus Bradley on the staff for a very long period of time. He plays a cover three zone. There is going to be some soft spots. If you, you know, utilize some motion, you should be able to get a favorable matchup on a linebacker, and you know you really should be able to exploit that. There is going to be some soft spots there. The Chargers and Justin Herbert should be looking to dice it up. 100%. And one of the things that we also remember from Gus Bradley was even then the Chargers couldn't ever stop the run, and hopefully this is a game where the Chargers – can get their running game back on track a little bit. We saw some positive moments last week, right? Especially in the red zone. It was nice to see them kind of force it down and force the issue down there with the run and just be able to run it three straight times and first and goal and get a touchdown out of it It was great. Yeah. If you look at just the raw stats again for the Colts, it's not going to seem like it's a terrible, terrible run defense, but it has been lately, right? I mean, they've been getting gashed on the ground over their last three games, 82 carries, 431 yards, 5.3 yards per carry just to running backs in seven touchdowns. That means they're giving up 2.3 touchdowns per game to running backs over the last three games and 144 rushing yards per game. This isn't a great run defense, especially lately. The Cowboys absolutely destroyed them, but you have to do it a certain way. And I think against this team, when there's guys like DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart on the inside, you have to find it on the perimeter. And what I want to see is better blocking from the Chargers wide receivers and tight ends, right? There's so many runs for the Chargers where, somebody's not connecting something is blowing up the play and I think they need better out of those positions because I think that's the best way to not only you know help your running backs but also help your offensive line which has struggled right helping them again not give up five sacks a game like they've been doing basically over the last five 
this is a way you can do it. And I think they need more out of those guys to get it done and actually kind of see some positive momentum in the running game, which we haven't really seen all season. And hey, let's get Zion Johnson running out in space more. Let's pull him sure. more. I think they when, been, when yeah. that happens, I mean, he, he's extremely athletic, very strong. He's very good at the second level, too. I mean, I think the, those are, you know, when the Chargers really get some of their best runs. Is, Maybe you know, some Isaiah get, Spiller? Yeah, I, I'd love it. I'd love Josh to Kelly? see it. I mean, yeah. yeah, Josh Kelly, definitely. I mean, I think Austin Eckler, Josh Kelly have a really nice dynamic, a really good one-two punch. And, hey, if the Chargers get up here, I'd like to see Isaiah Spiller get in there and, and get some touches as well. I mean, keep Austin Eckler fresh. That's going to be part of it. Also, when you're looking at the secondaries, I want you to find Julian Blackman. And I want you to target him incessantly in this game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> against the Vikings, especially in, in the second half, but, you know, just against the Vikings in general, six receptions on eight targets, 123 yards and a touchdown. And I mean, he got absolutely cooked in that game. And of course, you know, Justin Jefferson is, is one of those guys that he was going up against, but it yeah. wasn't just Justin Jefferson. Okay. Didn't really matter who was lining up in front of him. Also, the, the linebacker Franklin did not have a great day either. Uh, seven of eight, given up 149 yards. So if you see those two guys, that is a matchup that is definitely in your favor, and the Chargers should be looking to make the most of it. Yeah, and unfortunately for Zaire Franklin, I mean, 64 of that came on that crazy Dalvin sure. Cook screenplay touchdown. Maybe the Chargers get the screen game back involved this week, right? But I mean, still, yes. he's usually much better in coverage, or at least he had been this year. Still, Austin Eckler is going to get a ton of touches in this game for sure, and that is somewhere that you feel like you have the better of that matchup, right? As well as having all of your weapons back. I mean, the Chargers should put up points in this game against this defense, and they should have put up points last week against the Titans. The Chargers need to iron it out this week. This is where you start working out the kinks and hopefully make a playoff run. Take care of business in this one. Quench the playoffs tonight on Monday Night Football and do it with a good offensive performance where we're not talking about Joe Lombardi next week, right, or on Tuesday or whenever that show is, right, because it feels like we always are. Get it done this week against the Colts defense that's given up a ton of points over the last two weeks. But defensively, it's going to be a, a weirder kind of position because the Chargers are going up against Nick Foles, who hasn't started a game for the Colts, isn't also starting for the you know offensive coordinator that he was with with the Eagles because Frank Reich's no longer the head coach. But the Chargers have some key things, and it's more about them, right? It's more about the Chargers not beating themselves defensively. So we're going to get into the keys for success for the Chargers defense, see if they can strain together their third straight dominant defensive performance. Coming up right after this, but I do need to tell you guys about my favorite daily fantasy app. And of course, I'm talking about price picks. And you guys can still get in on tonight's action in this big game for the Chargers. What I love about price picks is it's just you versus the projection. So you can go into tonight's game, find the matchups that you like the best, and bet on that because all you have to do is pick two to five players. If they go score more or less than their price picks projections, you win. And you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. For tonight, you can still go Justin Herbert. Will he have more or less than 280.5 passing yards? Or if you have Keenan Allen going for more or less than five and a half receptions. I mean, it feels like Keenan Allen does that every single week. Maybe he's getting some Stephon Gilmore this week, though, so we'll see. But PrizePix offers projections not only for the NFL, but also for the NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, college football. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it on PrizePix and pick projections and you can win some money, most importantly. It's operational in over 30 states in Canada. Safe and fast withdrawal, so all you have to do, go to the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when they use the promo code LOCKEDON. That means you put in 100, they'll give you 100. If you put in 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. 
Of course, the Colts want to make a change and put in Nick Foles instead of the statuesque, you know, turnover-prone Matt Ryan. Nick Foles scares me more for this game for sure. I, I mean, I don't even think it's a question at this point, but I think it is more of an indictment on what Matt Ryan's been able to do as opposed to Nick Foles, who started one game over the last few seasons, right? It's not like he's been lighting the league on fire either. But, David, I think in this one, you're looking at the defensive keys. It's more about not beating yourself. So as much as you don't have any game tape on Nick Foles and what he can do with this Colts offense, for the Chargers, it's almost always more about what they're doing, right, than what the opponent is doing. And I think in this game, you have to make them earn it. I don't think you can give up the explosive plays. You can't give up the dumb penalties. You can't do the things that are always the common thread when the Chargers lose games they shouldn't lose, right? And that's yeah. the thing is the Chargers have been better at limiting the explosives lately, right? A couple against the Titans last week, a big Derrick Henry screen pass, one big play to a tight end late in that game for sure. Then you have the Dolphins game where they pretty much completely took away the explosive plays outside of picking up a 50-yard fumble for a touchdown and when Michael Davis fell down, right? But I think in this game, when you're going up against this team, starting their you know, fourth quarterback of the season or something like that. That is kind of what you have to do. Like you cannot make it easy for this backup unit. No, you definitely can't. You got to turn up the heat. That's one of the things that you absolutely have to do. You got to get after Nick Foles. You got to make him move. He's a little bit more mobile than Matt Ryan. Not much. I mean, he he doesn't move around much, but he does have a lot more arm strength. And that was the one one thing about Matt Ryan is he just couldn't get it there. You know, he couldn't get yeah. the ball there. You know, it, it looked like it was definitely something that was very hard for him. It looked like he was really exerting a lot of energy to try to make those throws. I don't see that, uh, you know, Nick Foles having that same kind of struggle here. But one thing you got to do for a quarterback that hasn't stepped on an NFL field at all this entire season and played one game all of last season is you can't let him get comfortable in his game script. You, you really got to, you know, you, know, you got to harass him. You got to get in his face. You got to get him on the ground. You know, you, you got to make make him uncomfortable, make him have to really go out there and make plays. I think if you do that, he's going to throw up a couple of balls that the Chargers need to take advantage of taking away. Well, and one of the best ways you can make something hard in a quarterback is by taking away their best weapon, right? And their most yeah. targeted weapon, which for the Colts, he's easily Michael Pittman Jr. Oh, yeah. I mean, last week he had 10 catches in that game. No other Colts receiving option had more than two catches. So that just shows you. And I mean, it was 10 catches for 60 yards, a six yards yeah. eclipse. So obviously not a very explosive game there. And it's also a little different because Nick Foles might have different favorite targets, right? But it's sure. going to be hard to imagine he's going to have a ton of chemistry with this first unit, right? And I do think that this is an opportunity for the Chargers corners to really build on a couple of really good performances. And I think if you want to make them earn it, if you want to make it tougher, take away that first primary option is going to be a great first step. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael Pittman has 86 catches. The The next person close to him is Paris Campbell at 52. I mean, that is a gigantic, gigantic difference. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, outside of Jonathan Taylor, which, you know, who we, we know is not going to be playing in this football game and probably, you know, he's not going to be playing for the rest of the season. Right. Um, they, you know, the running backs don't really scare you. I mean, they're running at 3.6 and 3.4 yards per clip. Uh, now, again, I, I understand the, who the Chargers run defense has been this season, but uh, as of late, you know, it's been a lot better. One of the things that's in the Chargers control that they've done an excellent job of the last couple of games is getting off the field on third down. I mean, it has been a huge, huge change from the beginning of the season. I felt like I was trying, like ripping my hair out saying, get off the field on third down, get off the yeah. field on third and long. Like it seemed like the Chargers were allergic to it. The last two games. 
three for 11 uh, allowed on third downs against the Titans and the Dolphins. And guess what? They won both of those football games. If they continue that success, getting off the field on third down, that is going to give more opportunities for Justin Herbert to go put points up on the board. That is one thing that needs to continue if the Chargers want to keep on rolling here as the season comes to a close. It is. And I think even in the Raiders game, they were much better, right? They held the yeah. Raiders at three of 10, 30% is something you'd take any week. Yes. But that has been a huge key to why the Chargers defense has been a lot better. But I do think them being much better against the running game has also been a huge part of it because absolutely there's one thing you can't do in this game. And that's just let the Colts bowl you because that's yeah. what they're going to want to do. They're going to want to lean Quentin Nelson on you, right? They're going to want to yeah. lean their offensive line on you and use these guys, even at three and a half, four yards equipped, that probably turns to at least, you know, four and a half yards equipped against the chargers just based on math and what chargers have kind of elevated other teams running backs, but it has been a little bit better lately. I mean, over the last two games, the Chargers have given up 88 yards at 4.6 yards per carry to running backs. I'll take it. The 4.6 is obviously not a great number, but when you're basically subtracting a yard from your season's yeah. average, that's a huge, gigantic improvement, right? That, yes. that's a, that is a huge step in the right direction for the Chargers run defense, and we've seen it in both of these last two good defensive performances. And the other thing that does gets you in those favorable third down you know, situations, and there's no Jonathan Taylor. There's like If Jonathan Taylor ran for you know a buck 40, you would – understand because Jonathan Taylor at least you had you've seen that from him yeah in the league right but right. they don't have those guys the guys no. they do have are pretty average and that's basically this whole thing David that's why all these things are connected right because if you yeah. can not get bullied and do enough on the running game like you have over the last few games right where you're last week you talked about that stat from Daniel Popper like over nine yards on average on second down is what the Titans were facing if you yeah. can do that against the Colts the Colts are toast I, oh I would just, yeah Straight up, no the Colts are toast. And this, I mean, as long as your offense does something, right? And, and, and they're toast because their offensive line is is horrible at pass right. blocking. They like they're really, really bad. Left tackle six sacks given up. Left guard three yeah. sacks given up. Center five sacks given up. I mean, right guard they've had four different guys rotate in sure. at right guard. Right tackle five sacks given up. I mean, this offensive line does not pass protect well. And yeah, Matt Ryan has in his in, inability to escape the pocket has a part to do with it. But they're just not that good. I mean, they can definitely be had. They can be taken advantage of. And if the Chargers continue to stop the run on early downs, they can really get after the quarterback. And oh, by the way, they get one of their best blitzers back in Derwin James in this game. Yeah. So that adds another element to that pass rush that if they're in those known pass situations, the Chargers can really pin their ears back, get creative and have some fun getting after Nick Foles. I'm glad you brought up Derwin James because that is such a huge part of this game, getting that dude back and yes. how can this defense reintegrate him in, right, after yeah. having the performances they've had. And I think that another thing that goes along with that, right, can Kyle Van Noy keep it up? Oh, he's, yes. a, he's been great over the last two weeks, has Phenomenal. a sack in each game, more pressures, had a couple of tackles for loss over the last two games. He's been huge. But Derwin James, you should be able to seamlessly fit someone like Derwin James back into the lineup. But for whatever reason, the Chargers were better without Derwin James in the lineup, which makes zero sense, right? And Strange. That, and that there's <laughs> that there's nothing that would make that make sense to me, right? Yeah. I mean, it just happened, and I just think it's more buy-in. It's better game plans. And now you get Derwin James to come in. Now these other guys have the experience of having to do it without him, right? And now you just add that dude into the mix. And the you confidence from playing well. 
100%. And I think that's one of the huge parts of this game is having that dude back, having another closer, having a guy who can get you the ball back. Will the Chargers offense be able to take advantage of it when they do do great things? That's another story because that's one thing you also want to see is just separation, right, from both sides, getting the defensive stops and the offense taking over and coasting to a finish. Yes. No, that'll never happen. <laughs> it just won't happen. They didn't even do it against the Texans. They needed a late touchdown. to You know, it was a three-point game late in that fourth quarter. People forget. Can they do it this week? We hope so. And we're going to tell you if we think it's going to happen coming up after this when we get into our game predictions. And I predict the Chargers do something miraculous, right? Something truly heroic in this game offensively. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. But I do actually have a very serious message to tell you guys. And it is everyone's had that moment where you're hanging out with friends, putting back a few drinks and a few becomes too many, especially during the holiday season. I mean, it's really tough. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out and you think of calling for a ride. But no, you live nearby. You'll be fine. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. That's how important this is, guys. I mean, it is life or death. Everyone knows the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe. Plan ahead of time to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life. It's literally never worth it. You can change your life, change someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Now it's time for the prediction. So I'll lay it out here, David, because there's just no chance that you have the same offensive bowl prediction that I do. So let's get into our offensive and our defensive bowl predictions for this one before getting into who we think is going to take the cake and win this game. And if the Chargers will finally clinch a playoff spot after, you know, clinging to life support only a couple of weeks ago. So, David, when you're looking at the offensive side of things in this one, where are you going with your offensive bowl prediction? Well, I'm going with a guy who lights up zone coverage that really has a natural knack for finding the soft spots in the zone. And of course I'm talking about the route running savant mm-hmm. Keenan Allen. I think we have a huge game from Keenan in this one. I think it's going to be 13 receptions, 140 wow. yards and a touchdown for Keenan Allen. That is bold. I'm interested to see how much Stephon Gilmore he gets in this game because Stephon Gilmore still has it. I mean, that was it. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's it, been fantastic, but been Mike really, Williams, really good. you know, who, who are you going to cover? Sure, of course. And, and I think they both should get their chances in this game. And I do think, especially if you're going in the slot, if they are lining up Keenan Allen in the slot and they're not willing to put Stephon Gilmore out there, which they haven't been, right? He's a guy that stays outside and yeah. works the cover three, whatever. I mean – he should have a great matchup. Kenny Moore is a, a Pro Bowl player player that's not going to be out there for them. Right? Yeah. He's a really, really good nickel corner who comes up and is really good in run support as well. He's not out there, and he's not going to be able to cover Keenan Allen on these big downs. That is a matchup I like a ton, and still not even close to as bold as what my prediction is. So Let's offensively for this game, everyone brace yourselves, right? Find something to hold on to. Sit down if you're standing up. The Chargers we'll score a third quarter touchdown in this game. No way. No, no, no. Okay, I said sorry. it. I no. said what I said. I'm going bold on today's show. <laughs> a third quarter touchdown will be had for the Chargers this week for the first time since. Some people keep saying week six. It's not week six. They did not score a third quarter touchdown against the Broncos. It was against the Browns in week five. Week six five. combined points in the third quarter. Two field goals for the Chargers in the third quarter over the last eight games. Is what we're talking about. Horrible. Offensive ineptitude. 
But they're going up against a team who gave up 36 second half points last week, <laughs> who gave up 33 second half points against the Cowboys the week before that. It was like all in if the fourth the quarter, stars, too. Well, yeah. I mean, don't tell people that because I'm trying to talk about the third quarter right now. Either way, this is a team that's reeling, obviously. Doesn't yeah. have much to play for at this point and has yeah. gotten beaten down in the second half. They're much more of a first-half team. Yeah. I think the Chargers break the spell this week and score a third-quarter touchdown. The stars have aligned. Maybe we can actually see, you know, lightning strike twice. There is you know, nothing the more time. that I want to <laughs> see put to bed than this third quarter scoring charade. It the Chargers is scores 28 points in the third quarter. No, I'm not going to. I'm not that bold. I would never do that. All right, let's go to the defensive side of things here, David, which is a weird game like with Nick Foles. I mean, I don't want to see, obviously, any Nick Foles MVP the Super Bowl game in this one. How did the Chargers defense stop it? Who's going to go off? What are the Chargers defense going to do? Well, the guy that's going to go off in this one is the guy who has been leading some player-led meetings the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, that's from Daniel Popper of The Athletic. I'm talking about the guy who's on a one-year deal who has really been ratcheting up his level of play, a guy that you mentioned earlier in the show. His name is Kyle Van Noy. I think Kyle Van Noy has really been turning it up lately. It feels like things are really starting to click. It took some time for him to really understand this defense, really get comfortable in this defense, and it is showing. He's playing the best football that he has played all season long, and he's doing it at the right time. I think Kyle Van Noy has two sacks and an interception in this game against the Colts. Love that. He's been playing great. I mean, it's it's crazy the switch that seems to have been turned on for that dude. Yeah. Over the last couple of games, because it hasn't just been, you know, two random sacks that he ran into. Anybody can do that. Yeah. Yannick Ngakwe has ran into nine and a half sacks. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, he has been such an X factor, like we thought he would be originally. I guess yeah. we just underestimated how much time it would take to get there and, and how much it would affect him with Joey Bosa going out and having to just change his role completely, you know, and just, uh, do the tasking that didn't necessarily think he was going to do. Yeah. I like that one a lot. I mean, I think he could. I mean, I, I would like to see a Derwin James one too. That would be great. Yes. Mine for this one is I'm going to go in team based on today's show for sure. So I'm going to say the Chargers are going to pitch a second half shutout in this Woo! game. I think they're going to hold the Colts from scoring in the third and fourth quarters. Give Let's the go. Colts a taste of the Chargers medicine in some sick way. And the Colts haven't been a great second half team like I talked about before. I mean, the Chargers right. are only allowing eight and a half points per game over the last two. I mean, obviously two really good performances by them, but Andy only scored three points in the second half and overtime last week, right? Things totally fell apart with Matt Ryan and they're only averaging four and a half points per game over the last two games in the second half. So that is something I think is attainable for the chargers. They've been hot. They've given up a couple of late scores over the last two games that probably could have been avoidable for sure. So I think that is something that they can do. I think they're going to do it this week. So let's get into our game predictions here, David. If you want to tell the people what you think is going to happen. Well, Daniel, I put out a tweet about a Chargers fans Christmas list. And well, pretty much every single one of those things has happened. The Jets lost. The Patriots lost. The Raiders lost. And oh, just as a bonus, the Miami Dolphins lost as well. Um, So the Chargers have the table set. Okay. All they got to do is win and they're in and I've already given my prediction, but the reason why I feel like 
the Chargers are going to win, and they are going to punch their ticket to the playoffs for the first time since 2018 is because this Chargers passing offense is going to be too much for the Indianapolis Colts, who is already underhanded. I think Justin Herbert has a big game in this one. I think the Chargers defense continues to play well. They have everything that, that's in front of them. They have all the motivation in the world. I think they get it done. 34, 24. Let's pop some bottles and celebrate. Yeah, I, you have more faith in the Chargers offense than I do. I mean, the, the Colts have had a decent pass defense, at least until the last two weeks where they've just gotten shredded. But I think a big part of that, too, was Kenny Moore, who's not going to be in this game. We know that now, right? You have Brandon Faison out there. We all are familiar with Brandon Faison yeah. uh, from his time with the Chargers. And the Chargers should put up 34 points. I just don't trust them to do it. I do think, though, that the Chargers will find a way to win this game. I don't have... A, ton of faith that they're going to be able to completely separate and just give us an easy Sunday as we all would just or Monday I guess that we would all would just love to see right the best Christmas present of all is not just a win but an easy one yeah. save the heart you know rate of the rest of the fans out there who never get just to take it easy in the fourth quarter right maybe do that I have the Chargers winning in this one 24 to 16 I think that the Chargers end up you know shutting them out in the second half so I don't think the Colts are going to score too many points in this one but I could see them get off to a fast start which is one of the things they've actually been decent at doing over the last few weeks in this season. So I think the Chargers find a way to pull it off. I think they find a way to punch their ticket tonight on Monday Night Football, as they absolutely should beat yes. a bad team, right? We got on the Chargers all year for losing, you know, to every good team that came across them. They beat two good teams the last two weeks, right? Two teams, you know, I, I guess they were pretty good teams, at least. <laughs> Best teams the Chargers have beaten this year, right? But the Chargers, for the most part, have beat bad teams. Like the Jaguars... Turns out pretty good, right? Yeah. Not a terrible team. The Seahawks, that one still looks pretty bad, but the Chargers have been able to take care of business. They should absolutely beat this Colts team. This is a team with the Colts who have lost four games in a row and seven out of their last eight games and have a dude who has never coached the NFL off the streets, basically from high school football to coaching in the NFL and Jeff Saturday. There's no reason for the Chargers to be And a quarterback that has played one game in the last two seasons. Exactly. And the thing is, is like, Brandon Staley, Joe Lombardi, all you guys, like, you should, there should be a notable, noticeable coaching difference in this game, right? Yeah. I'm hoping to see a notice. They should be able to outcoach the team they're going up against on Monday Night Football. I want to see it. Let's see it. This is a big game for the Chargers, a chance to clinch. It's not a, you know, do or die game. It's not a must-win game even. But you should win this game. Go do it, right? Give us a fun post-game show tonight where we get to come on and talk about the Chargers making the playoffs. You have the game right in front of you. You choked down the season, down the stretch of the season last year. I don't want to see that again. And I don't think the Chargers – I have to hope the Chargers can get this done against a bad team tonight. I have to. Handle your business. They need to. They've been playing well lately, especially defensively. Go handle your business. Get a big win. And then be back here for the Locked On Chargers postgame show. And make sure you don't miss it. Guys, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And we also post it out to all of our social media. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the show at Locked On LAC. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD. And you can also find the show on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys for checking out today's show. As always, making us your first listen. To make sure you never miss the show, you can also subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts from, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can always find us there for free Monday through Friday, especially, you know, when it's not Christmas time and all of that. But Merry Christmas to everyone as well. Everyone out there that celebrates and observes Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, anyone. 
who is celebrating Hanukkah as well. We appreciate all of you guys and all of our listeners. If you guys need a second listen, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today with Peter Bukowski, who is going over everything that's going on around the league. And they cover the league the only way that Locked On knows how, right? Local experts on every team telling you up-to-date everything for everything going on around the NFL. So make sure you guys check that out if you need a way to keep up with everything else. But Merry Christmas again. Let's go see the Chargers get it done on Monday Night Football, right? Because I had to go just watch the Rams game. I'd like to see it just locked up by next week when that happens. So I will see you guys next week at the stadium. But I'll see you guys also tonight after the game, Monday Night Football. Hopefully the Chargers can get it done. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.